0: But I feel like, like, I have this, like, weird feeling that I'm missing something. I don't know. Are we supposed to watch something for this week? No. Okay. Like, (laughs) I have, like, that weird feeling. Like, you know, uh, like, you have a dream that, uh, like, you were, like, in high school or whatever or, like, college and, like... You somehow have a class that you weren't supposed to have. Oh, yeah. And it's like finals day. And then you realize that like you have to take a final that you didn't or a class that you didn't know you had.
1: Well, for me, it's always um, it's like nearing the end of the year. And I, I know the classes that I have, but I've done like none of the work for any of them. Oh, yeah, sure. Gets me every time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like kind of what I'm feeling right now. I feel like I'm like forgetting something. No,
1: I mean, I've been watching a lot of stuff, but we didn't, we, I didn't explicitly like say anything. So I threw a few like recommendations in the show notes. Yeah.
0: I like, I like feel like I have like, uh, like a recollection of like me editing something and like you saying like, yeah, if you want to watch this for next time. And I'm, I'm saying like, sure. No. Like in, in whatever I edited. Okay. No. (laughs) Like (laughs) like, I didn't, I didn't watch it. I didn't see it. I didn't, (laughs) I didn't engage with the media.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. We can pretend it was the rehearsal because you put that in the notes sure. anyway, and we've both seen it. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, hey, what's up? It's Dinner Roadshow. Episode 66. It's Bill and Ian. We're hanging out. Uh, I have a weird cloud of anxiety hanging over me for some reason, and I don't know what that's about, but uh, we're going to do it. We're going to jump in. Um, I want to get started with something that, and I say this a lot, and I know I say it a lot, but this might get cut. And <laughs> it might get cut because I don't know if I
1: could talk about it. Um, is this one, another one of it, your NDA things? Yes. Oh, I, I wasn't expecting you to actually say yes. It is. I signed something
0: and it didn't, I didn't see anything that said that I couldn't talk about it, but I'll know on
1: Monday for sure
0: if I could talk about it or not. Well, that's
1: fine because then that's before this By episode the time, is out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So this might get cut. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, let's do a little. <laughs>
1: Ooh, that's that's lower than usual.
0: Yeah. 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 this time I didn't fuck it up. So that's pretty cool. Um, so uh, I'm going to be part of a, uh, a, a series of experiments. Um, and these are not um, part of the serial experiments lane. Uh, just I don't think anybody was. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, it's it's going to be um, part of a university study. Uh for um i guess they're looking for like esports something or other doesn't um, sound like you but it, i no it doesn't but um they're paying so i'm <laughs> i'm interested um and uh i think it's like basically to like measure reaction time uh for like video game players or something like that. Okay. Um, and I have to wear some kind of goggles that they're shipping me. Um, so it's remote. and so those are, it's remote. And so those are apparently in the mail coming to me. Um, and I also have to, uh, measure, uh, what I'm eating and drinking. They want to know that. Um, and then I have to go through some kind of like reaction time program while I'm wearing these, these, goggles
1: do you know like what the purpose of the goggles are or is that something that they don't tell you
0: i think they're to measure or, like that's what's going to be measuring the reaction oh, okay tab? i thought
1: maybe this was like a new product
0: no no this is f- it's for um nutrition and vision or something um and i'll get a comprehensive nutrition feedback by a registered dietitian and a report on how I compare to professional e athletes, <laughs> which I don't really, I don't that part I don't care about. I, I I care about the the money. Sure. Um. And I also thought that this would be just a, a weird experience to talk about on the show.
1: <laughs>
0: so what um, game
1: are you going to be playing?
0: I don't think it's a game. Oh. Uh. In the in the survey, they ask what games you play, and of course, it was just a bunch of shooters. Um. It said what like what games have you played the most in the past twelve months, and um. I thought about lying and saying that I played a lot of Overwatch
1: in the last 12 months. (laughs) That's not not very
0: believable. (laughs) Or maybe Fortnite. Because those are like the two closest games that I've played in the last by couple a months. lot. And then by
1: re- a lot of Fortnite, you mean maybe a half hour that one time we played. We played like maybe three hours. That did one we? weekend was it that long? Yeah, it was. It was a session. Okay, it was mostly against it was AI session. bots though, because you were level one.
0: That's true. <laughs> That's true. Well, actually, no, we did start seeing real people because I got killed by uh, Rick and Morty. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, so, I, feel like you're going to, that, I feel like
1: you're going to compromise the integrity of this, uh, experiment. No, no, no. So, so, so then I was like, you know what,
0: I'll be honest. And then, so there's a section for other. And so then I did say other, and then I did say final fantasy 14. Mm-hmm. So, and, but then it seems that they accepted me so far. I've been accepted as one of uh, the esports athletes. Um, and then, but then they did have a section for rank. And so final fantasy 14 does have a ranked PVP, which, uh, I haven't touched yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> And so you start out at bronze, and so I was just going to put in bronze, um, but they wanted a numeric ranking, which do- isn't how that works in the game. And also, like, that isn't how it worked in Overwatch either. Yeah. So I wasn't sure how that would translate, and so I just put zero because it wouldn't accept any other input. Because, um, like, if I put, like, 12, like, you know, like, no- they know I'm lying. Like, yeah, like, I didn't know what number I to put. I think
1: you're going to end up being the control in this experiment.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it goes. I, I I truly don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing other than the fact that I have to fill out what I'm eating and drinking every day. Oh, and also my urine color. They want to know my urine oh, color. Weird. I guess that's how they're measuring. They're, they're, I guess they're measuring like liquid
1: intake that way. This wedding. wasn't weird until just um, now.
0: Well, it's not like they're collecting the urine. I'm fine telling them what color my piss is uh, as long as they don't want it. Um, it's not as weird as Amazon wanting my uh, used toothbrush back. So... Yeah. Um this is fine. Okay. Um so yeah, on Monday I have to do like a a video conference to like if I have any questions or whatever. Um Oh yeah, so it says my activity tracker and 3D glasses are in the mail. Um once they arrive, we'll reach out with more instructions. So yeah. So apparently I'm supposed to do this for like 10 days or something. Um and I got to fill out a bunch of surveys and shit and then I get paid at the end of it. So I feel like this is just a weird enough experiment or experience, uh, to talk about if I can and also get paid for it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not <laughs> a bad idea. I mean, I'm just still a little yeah. bit confused though. So like you're, you're tracking, um, bodily functions, but like, what is there, are you doing something gaming related? I believe, let me, let me really get the first one. Um,
0: study investigating nutrition and other factors on vision and cognition related to gaming performance in elite and pro gamers, because you know, that's me, um, Uh, If you participate in the study, you will receive exclusive training on software used by professional gamers. The NFL Combine, okay, and U.S. Soccer Development Academy, the U.S. Okay, I don't like, I didn't read the military part. (laughs) I probably would not have done this if I read the military part. And other professional sports teams and athletes. So I feel like this is going to be some rinky-dink software that just like says that it's going to help with um, reaction time.
1: Right, okay, yeah. Um, Get those Final Fantasy combos in quicker
0: yeah so that's the other thing so like i feel like this is going to be like keyboard and like or like mouse based and i use controller for everything so um i feel like i'm going to be like the baseline yeah of this whole that's what i meant like you
1: being the control so it's like they have something yeah. to go off of yeah just the average yeah. joe type 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 of mm-hmm. thing. You know? mm-hmm. yeah so uh
0: i guess we'll see uh i i don't know how much i will morph into an elite gamer at the end of these rigorous experiments. But, um, yeah, uh, I will keep everyone posted as long as I'm actually allowed to talk about it, which I will, I will confirm on Monday. Great. Um, cause I did, I did not see an NDA. I read through the whole thing. Um, so there's that, um, we got a big ass, beautiful cinema, so we might as well get started on that. That's beautiful cinema. It's perfect. David. Thank you.
1: Um, Want
0: we'll to talk about the rehearsal?
1: Yeah, I've I've wanted to return to this because we did talk about it um, after the first episode aired, and yeah, I feel like um, it, it was very different from what our expectations were. Yes. after that first episode. Yes. So yeah, it's definitely worth returning to here. Yes, um, and I think
0: for this one we will definitely be going into some heavy spoilers. Yeah. compared to the first time. So um, I would I would highly, highly recommend anybody that's listening that has not seen the rehearsal to please, for God's sake, watch the rehearsal. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Because it's amazing. Um, Yeah, our expectations were uh, easily, easily subverted, um, where we thought that this would sort of be a, um, after the first episode, a, a Nathan for you, where he would be taking on, you know, sort of one task per episode, where this quickly morphed into this is a season long arc you know yeah it was
1: a lot more <laughs> a lot more high concept than we thought it would oh yeah be.
0: oh yeah there <laughs> <laughs> we talk about layers a lot I can't even count the layers no no it really does Dude. get
1: out of hands um, uh-huh. in a very good way yeah
0: uh-huh um, the I I, I I don't even so the final episode I don't even know where to go but the final episode the turns into such a surreal, like, nightmare fever dream of, like, actual performance
1: art. Yeah. Yeah, he becomes, like, entangled in this web that he's created of um, trying to, uh, like, weave through different perspectives and figure out, um, like, where he's gone wrong or what he could change regarding, like, his his parenting uh, skills and... And
0: not only his parenting skills... But also his approach to the, show, to the show
1: itself, yeah.
0: Which is insane. Yeah, I
1: think there was a voiceover. I, I don't know if it was the final episode. It, would, it might have been the one before, but there's a, a voiceover that he does in between scenes that he just says, like, what am I even doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: like the, this, the, the moment where I actually audibly gasped was whenever he uses the uh, the aging mirror that he has installed in the house, and he has turned himself into the mother of the child actor. I I I gasped. I actually gasped. Yeah, like <laughs> the fact. That, and then he turns the other child actor into that other child actor.
1: Yes, it's so funny, too, because that that kid, the older one of the two mm-hmm. was so uh, composed and professional.
0: Yeah, it's so it's so weird seeing like these like child actors acting like adults, basically. Adult actors. Yeah,
1: it's so weird. But this kid like, was like so, so much had like his head on straight and ended mm-hmm. up being so perfect for the, the madness that he was put through here. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because then he's like, he's like going through. He's like, "How could I have?" Um. Uh. So like the the child actor that's playing like the youngest toddler version of his fake son. Yeah. Um. The actor becomes attached to him. Yeah, because the
1: actor doesn't have he's he just has his mother. She's a single mother.
0: Yeah, she's a single mom, and he he does, he never knew his dad. Uh, and so he 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 was not properly like explained what was going on. He didn't really know that he was acting basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he was told that this guy is his dad. And so that's what he thought basically. And so he became very attached to Nathan, uh, as his dad. And that carried on even though after he had to leave. Um, and so Nathan is go- trying to go through like these rehearsal scenarios of how he could have avoided the kid becoming attached to him and what he could have done. And so he does like a rehearsal where he's like cold and distant to the kid, but of course the kid is now being played by a different actor who is playing that kid actor playing his fake son. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is what we mean by layers and layers of
0: Yeah. And then he's like, OK, well, what if I don't use child actors whatsoever? Oh, God. And so then now I'm using then now I'm using a teenager. And he's like, no, that's too that's like too close. It's still a kid. Now, what if I use an adult?
1: the I think the funniest um, moment maybe of the entire series was when you see that adult smoking a cigarette outside.
0: <laughs> yes. And the voiceover is like, uh, "It, it uh, I felt kind of uncomfortable when I realized that I was living with another man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then he's like, okay, no actors. Now I'm going to use a dummy as the kid. And then he's just like rolling around and playing with a mannequin. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh my God, it gets so surreal and creepy. It's like, so what I wanted to mention was, is that like, I felt this early on, but he, he really cements this by the end is like, this feels like such a true successor to, uh, the movie, the Truman show, which is one of my favorite fucking movies. Okay. Um, where like and that and that was like a fictional movie, right? You know, it was a scripted uh dramedy, right? Jim Carrey. Um yeah, Jim Carrey, uh 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 what's his face from Westworld? Um, oh, Ed Harris. Ed Harris, thank you. Um fantastic I fucking love that movie. It's one of my favorites. Um, where it's uh uh if nobody knows what the Truman show is the, the conceit is that um that uh a production company basically uh adopts a an infant like a baby, like out of the womb, basically, um, and raises him on camera throughout his entire life in a soundstage set. Uh, and he believes that that is his reality. That's his life. He lives in, um, a town called Seahaven. Uh, and, but everyone around him, they're all actors from childhood all the way through adulthood, all his friends, all his neighbors, everybody that he meets, they're all actors. Everything's a set. But he is none the wiser. And every every movement, it's a 24-hour broadcast that's just his life. It's the Truman Show. Um, and that's what the movie's about. Uh, and this feels like the actual successor to it. This is like the, you know, the modern day version of this. Um, and just just the uh just the approach and the like deconstruction of like it's a deconstruction of reality TV, but also of like making reality TV and uh like the exploitative nature of reality tv uh but rather like where the truman show focused on uh like the humanity of what this would do to um like somebody that was put in this situation like raised in this bubble um this sort of focuses on like what would you do like the production side of it you know, mm-hmm. um, and it's just fucking genius. Yeah. Like, to, 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 like, place yourself into the narrative of the show that you're making.
1: Um, and make it like seem this, make it seem organic, too, because it, it, it seemed like it wasn't planned from the start, you know? Right. At least the as far as, like, it's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, because at that, at that point, like, a lot of it... Because, um, like, sure, in that finale, he's sort of untangling the, like, mess he's made with this kid and, and like, the impact mm-hmm. with you know real families and people but he's also like it seems like he's trying to figure out a lot internally too because he's grappling like in the previous episode which i think the penultimate was probably my favorite um Mm -hmm. where he's grappling with religion and um his parents are involved and then in the finale it's the whole parenting aspect uh and, and like it's almost like he's uh, trying to figure out a lot about himself too as like a potential like parent or maybe like the choices that he ha- never made or hasn't yet made in his life right
0: yeah like you see this with like there's there's a theme of mirrors here mm, yeah. like he's, he sets up this aging mirror right for one the comedic effect of that and the impracticality of having this high tech fucking thing <laughs> the snapchat f- ass filter thing installed in a house um but then to like look at yourself from the perspective of like you know a time warp um but then he also uh wants to interact with himself outside of his own body through the fake Nathan that he employs That's
1: one of the Safety brothers isn't it, Is it right? Yeah I'm pretty sure
0: <laughs> That's that's fucking amazing yeah. <laughs> Um yeah, like d- just so like the the way that he wants to interact like with himself outside of his own body. Um like th- like he wants that other perspective mm-hmm. on himself. Mm-hmm. Um and like there's the scene where uh he is the the boy's mother now, watching the fake filming with the fake Nathan and the other fake kid. Uh and then there's the production assistant who says to him he's, uh, who says to him as the mother, uh guy's kind of weird isn't he you know and there's like that he doesn't know how to react to that um like and it seems like he doesn't know how to react to that as nathan not as the mother
1: right even though that was a scripted line
0: <laughs> even though that was a scripted line that he had to have <laughs> yes. written um but he like doesn't know what to do with that yep. um and yes yeah, so like he he wants this uh perspective and you saw it earlier on with the fake nathan whenever he was the he pretended to be the uh guy in the acting class mm-hmm. um and that whole <laughs> The apartment bit was circle. amazing. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Just the... oh.
1: yeah. But yeah. Um, for as great, uh, as, uh, the finale was the second to last episode, the way that ended. Oh my God. Honestly kept me up at night. Um, <laughs> Because like you have this uh, woman who he's so basically the setup is that the the person he's co-parenting with Angela is very uh, Christian and sort of like her worldview sort of revolves around her um, like belief system and like she's very rigid when it comes to that. Yeah. Um, and so he, uh, Nathan is Jewish. And so he is trying to have some like agency in the dynamic of like them bringing up this child and like, uh, seeing if he can incorporate some of his own beliefs. Um, like they just, he basically yeah. wants to like, I, uh, I, yeah.
0: I do like that. The, uh, the, the real purpose for that was that he, um, sort of explains that he was seeing patterns in his own in relationships that he yes. has. Where, like, he just allows his partner to do whatever. He's very passive. And so, yeah. And so he was like, okay, well, the religion thing, this is the one where I'm going to push back. Yes. <laughs> On, was the religion thing. And I'm going to try to um, raise this fake child with both uh, Christianity and uh, Judaism. Um
1: yeah <laughs> as the
0: as the as the sticking point
1: here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he saw is, himself as like a, no. a as like a pushover um in relationships yeah, like yeah, he yeah. he was not able to speak up about what he wanted. Um and so he's asking Angela to compromise here and she refuses. Um and so he takes the kid and pretends that they're going to like swimming lessons or whatever and he <laughs> he brings the kid to like this uh uh teacher uh, this this uh, instructor, I think, her,
0: yeah, I think he says Jewish tutor, which is a hell of a it phrasing. is. Yeah,
1: Jewish tutor. And so she he tells her about the situation and. And so he brings the Jewish tutor back to their home and she confronts Angela and the Jewish tutor calls her an anti-Semite.
0: Almost immediately. She like she was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to like, you know, push back against this. You know, you know, I want to stand up for this boy who should be Jewish and then she like sort of folds like immediately
1: yeah yeah that was very interesting um, because like she points out Angela's like religious bigotry right and so for a little while you sort of see her as like a good person for that Um, but then Nathan is not going to leave it there because at the end of the episode the final scene Mm -hmm. uh, they're having a conversation with one another the, the Jewish tutor and Nathan but this is out of character right this is like as themselves I guess she's always as herself Herself, um right?
0: She's always as herself. I think Nathan's just there. Nathan's just
1: there. But yeah, so they're talking and she's like, you have a platform. You need to support Israel against Palestine. Yeah.
0: So it's like... And then she's like, what, she's like, what do you think about the Palestine problem? Mm-hmm.
1: And she's listing off how, <laughs> how great Israel is and all this propaganda. Yeah. And it's wild because here she is a few minutes ago calling out religious bigotry and then you see her shortly after that being a yeah. bigot herself and it's like, so... The end result here is that, like, what is the end result here? You know, it's just how... Just the how they can find these people is just... I know, it's amazing. It, it really makes me question, like, how much of it truly was organic. But it doesn't matter in the end, but... Um, well,
0: at the same time, like, an older Jewish woman, you know, who's, like, teaching... Uh, I don't know if she was teaching Hebrew or just, like, you know, Scripture or whatever, probably has those beliefs.
1: Yeah, no, it's believable, you know? for sure.
0: Like... <laughs> <laughs> but then just like leave the camera rolling and just let her fucking talk. Yeah, you're gonna get something like that. But yeah, it was. I had my hands on my head. I was like, oh my fucking god. Yeah, it's
1: amazing. Yeah. Um. So I was thinking a lot about that after I watched it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because that's what the show will do. It'll just leave you in a place and make you sort of like I don't know, just like figure out what went wrong or like uh-huh. he was doing himself, right? Right. Because um, like oh, I think some of the criticism for the show early on especially was like and I guess this comes with Nathan's work in general is like the people that he um, brings onto the show is he making fun of them and there's a moment I think during the same episode where he's talking with Angela or the, the an actor portraying Angela so he scripted the scenario and he tackles this criticism head on um, because she says the, the fake Angela says to him she's like you you don't care about me you're just using me for comedy right Mm -hmm. and he's like no that's not what this is like the scenarios themselves are silly but I'm not making fun of any people that are on the show it's the scenarios but it's it's serious as much as it is funny um Mm -hmm. which I think is true right yeah like he's he's just he's exploring a lot with these characters and people and he is like you said letting the camera roll and if they say stuff They say stuff, but he's not, like, explicitly trying to, like, exploit them, or at least not consciously trying to, right? Because he's grappling with that after Angela leaves. He's, like... Could I have incorporated her More into the directing process Or could I have like she says Like we could have been collaborators Mm -hmm. Like we could have I could have um, Worked more closely with you but instead You didn't like clue me in on anything That was going on you kept me at a distance Um, I don't know I just thought that was also Fascinating that he would tackle that head on Because I'd seen people I think there was even a New Yorker article that was like pretty harsh On the show Mm -hmm. and um, Was talking about that exact thing about How Nathan is like treating his subjects sort of the lens that he's looking at them through um but i think if anything like he is doing to them what he's doing to himself
0: right this time he directly puts himself under the same microscope yes very much so completely before before he was on the periphery and you could get glimpses of that but by inserting himself and he still does have more control over it than they do but he acknowledges that at every turn yeah exactly Um,
1: (laughs) the the moment he's getting frustrated with Angela during the the religious conversation and so after she refuses to compromise he's like well I'm the director of this show and so (laughs) this child is going to learn the religion that I want him to learn and that's like a moment where he like sort of like is combating himself and what what he wants the show to be which i thought was really funny yeah yeah there's so much here it was really something else to watch and it's gotten picked up for a second season which is very exciting
0: it has and for and so that was that was a relief right that happens like either the same day or like around the same time as like the finale um and i hope that continues like i hope that that nothing changes there you know with with all that's fucking going on in hbo oh yeah um because it's it's just like bad news after bad news out of there um so yeah hope hope to god we get more because i i have no fucking idea what he's gonna do next
1: yeah that's that's what's so exciting about it even after all we've seen here um yeah it's who knows Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah i think this has been like a, a relative success for them i think it's been one of those like word of mouth shows you know
0: oh for sure yeah
1: um I do
0: want to touch on another finale, Mm -hmm. um, but this will be spoiler free because I know you haven't seen it. Um, I do want to talk about Better Call Saul and I, I will talk about this in a very general sense. Um, so, um, Better Call Saul ended last week. Um, but, uh, it gave me a very, uh, strange feeling watching the finale. Um, and it, it sort of gave me a very like, um, empty and hollow feeling and not I and I don't think it was in a necessarily intended sense oh interesting um where like you know it's like oh you know now this is a piece of something that's missing now that the show's over I, I I that's not the same like kind of feeling that I got I kind of it it's hard to describe
1: um well you had mentioned to me that a few weeks before the finale one of the earlier episodes felt like it could have been right
0: yes yes so, um, again, no specifics, but this kind of has a similar, um, formatting in, in, in the loosest sense to what Breaking Bad did, mm-hmm. where there was like a buildup, uh, you know, a climax, you know, something happens and then we sort of have an epilogue. It's, it's, it's similar in that way.
1: How many, um, episodes, uh, are the epilogue? Is it like three, like Breaking Bad was?
0: Uh, I would have to, it might be like four. Four or five. Oh, wow. Okay. Maybe. I'm bad with numbers. Yeah. I would have to open up my plex. Um I I don't know if the epilogue was needed. Like I I I don't know what I got out of it, if anything.
1: Okay. That's unfortunate. Because the epilogue in Breaking Bad is outstanding.
0: Right. Um I, I, I just I just have like this weird this weird sense about it where it's like when I when I think back on Better Call Saul, I'm I'm not going to think back on this epilogue. I don't.
1: Think. Mm, OK,
0: I'm not going to think back on this finale. Um, and the thing is, is like, I don't think it was bad except for. One, OK, one thing was bad, I think. OK, <laughs> I it falls into I, it falls into one finale trap that uh, a lot of shows do, which I thought that they were going to avoid, but they kind of do it. Um, and again, I'm trying to be as completely general as I possibly can, uh, but like, it just gave me like this weird, like, like, what are we doing here? Kind of feeling like, why are we, why are we watching this part? Oh, kind of feeling like, I don't know. It was very strange. What I would have liked to see, and again, going to be super general, was slightly more buildup between that final episode to me that felt like that ending like the actual finale moment. Um, I would have liked more build up there.
1: Like before, beforehand, beforehand. Okay.
0: Rather than this whole epilogue kind of thing. Um, I think it, I think this epilogue could have been compressed if we were still going to do it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That might be the
1: most interesting thing, because from the four, I think, seasons of the show that I've seen, they have never uh, sort of uh, sped through anything. You know, they've taken no shortcuts or if that's what you're implying when it comes to more build up. It, 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 it does kind of feel like a shortcut. Mm-hmm. It kind of does. And that's just um, like who's against the show's identity for so long. Right.
0: Yes. Um, it's like, it just, it sort of just makes you like take an assumption all of a sudden ah, okay. when this show was never really about taking assumptions. No, it, was always it was always granular about showing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I don't, I don't know. It seems like people really liked it. You know, I, I feel like I'm in the minority, like the, like the tiny, tiny minority. Um, but that's probably just cause I, you know, the standards for this show, like so fucking hot yeah we should, right? yeah
1: you're grading on a very different scale than most you yes. would with most tv yes um
0: so like i said like looking back on the show i don't think i'm gonna think of the epilogue and i don't think i'm gonna think of the final episode um which you can't say the same for breaking bad it's tough to compare they're they're, they're totally different shows mm-hmm, they really yeah. are um but like you you remember the the breaking bad finale yes um even looking back though that that still has some problems you know like Walt taking out an uh, automated, you know, science machine gun is like, okay, <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying that Better Call Saul needed like an explosive, you know, guns blazing finale. That's not, that's the farthest thing that I wanted. Um, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Something, something makes me feel a little hollow with the way it, the way it ended. Um, but maybe, maybe looking, you know, feelings will change when I think more on it. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. It was a few days ago that I watched it. I've trying to been trying to formulate my thoughts since. Um, I'll be honest.
1: I uh, When it comes to series finales, I've always, always been skeptical of anybody's opinions because I am like the biggest Lost fan ever.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Not that I'm saying that you're wrong or anything, but that's just like I, I always have to see it to believe it so to speak you know sure well
0: of course yeah of it course. feels
1: like uh, finales are the most subjective thing um in a medium that is itself quite subjective to begin with but if it, it seems like finales it's tough to do. yeah
0: like how are you gonna please everyone yeah you know? true and how is it not gonna feel like um fan service you mm-hmm. know if you do certain things um yeah I, I I feel like they had a tough task I feel like they almost pretty much nailed it the first go around um and then we get this sort of epilogue kind of thing which uh it's there okay
1: it's there if you want you know
0: <laughs> i yeah i yeah i feel like i feel like maybe some restructuring like like here's the thing um i will say it's kind of experimental oh right? right like they take a swing they really do which major credit for that um it, it isn't it is not safe um that's good so yeah so like you know there's that going for it Um, And I don't hate it, uh, but it just gives me this weird feeling that I can't quite place just yet.
1: Yeah, I'm going to catch up. I know I've said that a number of times. I'm going to catch up. It's going to happen. I need to watch that. Yeah. But they're very weird about because now like so the episodes were on AMC Plus, which I have. Mm. um but they go away very quickly and then they're just like in limbo until they end up on netflix eventually
0: yeah it's so it's so bizarre it's just it's just easier to pirate like it really is
1: unfortunately yeah
0: like especially like when you already have access to the shit and then like you you don't even feel bad about it you know like (laughs) yeah because like that's the same with my parents like they lot they it's the same thing where they kind of um they were caught up and then they weren't anymore. And so then they lost access to episodes that they they technically already pay for. And it's like, well, hey, I already have them on the Plex server. So there you go. You have access again. You know, like you already pay for this stuff. You shouldn't lose temporary access to them. Like it's so it's so stupid. Mm-hmm. So, um, but anyway, uh, I, I, did, I did want to mention this one thing. So uh, we mentioned Lars and the Real Girl uh, during our live show last week. Um And, uh, during, during the outright, uh, just sickening vibes of what I was witnessing with the TikToks that you were showing me with the guy and his, um, his lady friend. uh, I was
1: weirded out uh, by the TikToks, but what really got me was the, uh, the Amazon wishlist.
0: The wishlist was really bad. That was really bad. Um, but I forgot that I have a Lars and the real girl story, um, (laughs) that I forgot to tell during the live show. Have you seen the movie? Um, I
1: watched it for the first time last year.
0: Uh, I've, I've gotten... uh, All right. So let me talk about it. Um, so back in the days of the Xbox 360 and the, uh, the HD DVD hard drive accessory for the Xbox 360, um, this was, uh, like whenever, uh, like buying movies on, on a device was like a a new, a new thing, you know, Mm -hmm. um, I was like, oh, hey, like with the family, we should, we should, you know, pick a movie and, uh, you know, buy it and, uh, watch it. And so we're looking through. Oh no. And then we see, and I see see this movie called Lars and the Real Girl. Oh, not for family night. (laughs) And, (laughs) and we thought it was a comedy. Oh no. Like this guy brings a sex doll to like Thanksgiving. (laughs) Yeah, sure. And so we thought it was a comedy. Um, and so we're like, okay, yeah, sure. Um, But at the time, we didn't realize how big like HD movies were and like the Wi-Fi signal to the family room where the Xbox was, uh, was really bad. And so it said that it was, we pay for it and it said that it was going to take like 30 hours to download. Terrific. And so that was movie night, movie night was not happening. That's
1: for the best.
0: And so, and so we, you know, we're like arguing or like, oh, what the fuck are we going to, you know, all this shit. So it's like oh, I guess we're going to watch it tomorrow, you know. Uh-huh. Um and so then, you know, we keep it we keep it downloading in the background. Uh, and then we check up on it the next day. It's like, "Okay, download all right, fine. All right, let's go." We sit down to watch it. Um and we quickly realized that this was not a comedy. No. This was not a comedy. Um and I think we made it maybe 15 minutes into the movie. Yeah, that's
1: fair. It's it's a it's a great up. film. Um Gosling is incredible in it, but it is not the family night pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah not at all that's amazing <laughs> you should you should um watch it one of these days though for real okay. yeah it's very good yeah for a while it was one of those films that i guess like i don't know it had to do with the rights but it was on like every single streaming service yeah yeah <laughs> but i only got around to seeing it finally last year
0: yeah but yeah we, we we really thought it was a comedy we thought it was going to be
1: like a uh you know Sort of like a Will Ferrell, yeah. I feel like the movie kind of poster, thing. if I remember right, it's just Goss sitting next to the doll and it has that kind of yeah. energy to it,
0: uh huh. Yeah, but no, this is it like
1: even be- this is like some yeah. bleak shit where it's like the lonely dude in the dead of winter and his family's concerned about him and it's it's a whole thing,
0: yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, I think my parents were concerned for me after that, mm-hmm. um. But uh, yeah, it might have even been mis tagged like on the Xbox Store as like a. Comedy, oh, that's not surprising you know? at all.
1: Yeah, uh, I've seen some wild, uh, <laughs> some wild misreads when it comes to the the stores tags on different different stuff.
0: Yeah, but back in the days of 2006, you know,
1: it was the Wild West out
0: there. <laughs> uh huh. Yep. Yeah. So that's my Lars and the real girl. So did you
1: just like leave the console on for a day and a half to download? Yeah.
0: Yeah. There was no there was no rest mode back then. Oh, man. It was spinning. The hard drive was spinning the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> back so that was back even so like it didn't even have uh its own wife. It was like a Wi-Fi adapter. Like that's how old that shit was. Oh, wow. It didn't even have its own wireless like card built in <laughs> attached to the HD DVD player. <laughs> that we used once to watch um uh i think it was peter jackson's king kong that came
1: with it okay uh also probably not a favorite of yours (laughs)
0: no it really wasn't it really wasn't um we actually sold that thing in a yard sale uh like probably the last yard sale Mm pre-covid somebody finally bought that fucking thing
1: i don't i don't know what they're gonna do with it but (laughs) did it still have lars and the real girl real girl downloaded
0: uh, I, I think, like, if it's not attached to the Xbox, it, like, doesn't have the account name, Right, so, right, right, yeah. Um, God. Anyway. Yeah. Um, speaking of, uh, popular media, mm-hmm. um so is it time for you to give me shit or uh... yeah
1: I think so Um, we did the Irma Vep episode recently but Uh what I initially wanted to do was to do House of the Dragon as like a standalone thing thinking that it would be one of the more popular shows on TV this year and your response to that was like nobody's gonna watch that nobody wants to watch Game of Thrones in 2022 Um, Uh and then you know of course it has 10 million viewers in the first like day and is the biggest uh, series premiere in HBO history so what can you do
0: in my defense uh-huh. i still don't see anybody talking about it
1: well maybe um, you've like curated your online experience to avoid game of thrones
0: but i follow like tons of media people
1: yeah i mean there's a, a think pieces and reviews and recaps and all sorts of articles that i've seen i guess
0: and so here's the other thing so i looked up that figure so that that's uh, half of what the Game of Thrones finale got,
1: sure, pretty bad. Well, half ever because this was just after like the first day. This is like Monday after the Sunday premiere, maybe. That two was ago. half, half of half of
0: the first day viewing.
1: Okay, I mean, yeah, that that is a drop off. Um, it's still decent numbers though. Like, I mean, somebody on Twitter I saw they were like, "Congratulations on having one third of the viewership of Home Improvement had in the '90s." Right, so it's all relative. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Wait! Shit. There you go. <laughs>
1: Forgot I had that button. Oh, fuck. But I think the the real headline here, though, is that this mm-hmm. premiere of Game of Thrones in the year 2022. It's pretty damn good, was it? Yeah. Oh, you didn't you didn't see it? <laughs> no. <Okay. laughs> Yeah, it was good. I um, it's definitely more Game of Thrones. You will not mis- you will not turn this on and mistake it for anything other than Game of Thrones. Um, mm. but I think the good thing here and the promising thing is that it feels more like early Game of Thrones than it does uh, later. Okay. Um, I didn't know just how willing I was to jump back into this world again. Yeah. Um, I guess I should say like I think we were both kind of on the same page when it comes to the the original series where like those first three seasons are like classics, right? They're terrific. Mm-hmm. And then from there, like four and five are very good, but they're a little uneven. Um, and then the final, was it like six, seven, and eight? I think there's eight, really just like kind of falls off a cliff. Yeah. For the most part. Like there are moments in those later seasons that are in individual episodes that are very good. Like you have the Hodor thing and you have certain Eh. oh i love the hodor episode that was Eh. um and and there's there's individual like moments that are great but for the most part they sort of lose a handle on the show yeah um this premiere of house of the dragon i liked a lot um it was very focused um the entire episode takes place in king's landing um a lot of palace intrigue the stuff that i like most about game of thrones Mm -hmm. um really great actors across the board um interesting like so there was not the best PR heading into this because no. uh, there was mention like some people involved mentioned how there'd be lots of violence against women and I guess like sexual assault and stuff, right?
0: Yeah, it was there's going to be less sex scenes but we have to include the rape. That's what it
1: was. Um, so that's not what you want to hear, especially uh, when Game of Thrones really failed to... Failed. Uh, uh, it's doing its part when portraying sexual assault and the purposes it was doing it for and the characters yeah, that were involved with that. It was just kind of poorly handled, right? This show... To say the to least. To say the yeah. least, yeah. This show is taking a different approach and it's... I'm not... I haven't completely... Like, it's only been one episode, so time will tell, Sure. Um, it's it's definitely very intentional with what it's trying to say and do regarding women in Westeros in in this world here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, like how specific I should get in terms of like plot details and stuff.
0: Well, I mean, everybody's already seen it apparently. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. Um, so the the most so there's there's a scene about halfway through the episode that is I think ranks among the more violent and sort of horrifying scenes in the history of of Game of Thrones, um which is saying really? a lot um considering what's come before. But yeah, basically yeah. there's this tournament that's being held. It's incre- it's like hyper violent. You're like ground level with these Uh, like knights that are like trying to like murder each other and that is intertwined with a birth sequence that um has to result in a decision being made the so basically the queen is giving birth and the king needs an heir um because he's never had a son and that's like an urgent matter for him Mm -hmm. and so this is like very important for him, and he's faced with a decision, because the birth is not going well, that he can either risk losing the child, or he can have them perform what is a like medieval like C-section that will end up killing his wife, right? Yeah. And so it's horrifying, and they really don't pull any punches here, and they go through with it, and it's brutal, and she dies from it. Mm -hmm. Before this, one of the only lines of dialogue the queen has is she's talking to to her daughter and she's like basically says the womb is our battlefields um referring to like okay. how like her purpose has been to provide an heir and she's really had like no agency when it comes to her own body and and all of that right i
0: think that was uh pat benatar right <sighs> i have
1: no idea what that reference is <laughs> love is a battle all right I'm okay gonna... sure um, so they're framing this as, like, the director, Michael Sapochnik, made a comment basically, like, relating it to abortion rights. Um, not not but, that it was, like, a direct comparison, but it's, like, something that he had in mind while the, during the process. No, no, though. I guess the point I'm trying to make here is that this what could be viewed as like gratuitous violence and kind of like violence for the sake of it. But from the show's perspective, they are trying to have like intention behind the violence, which a lot of the times in Game of Thrones, they were lacking. Right. Um, so like another example, there's when it, the, the the hand of the king is Lord something Hightower. Uh-huh. And so after the king's wife has passed away and he is still left without an Air, um, there's this big question of succession that's sort of launching the main conflict of the series, yeah. and so they, it's
0: it's it, uh, it's kind of like a Game of Thrones. You could say, you,
1: know? you could say,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I'm really not trying to get in the weeds here. There's probably a more succinct way of making the point I'm trying to make. Anyway, um, Lord Hightower sees an opportunity to have his daughter go in and comfort the king in his time of grieving, okay? It's very, very disgusting. It's very transparent what his intentions are. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very clear to the viewer what his intentions are and also to his daughter herself because you can see it on her face. He's like, go visit his chambers and make him feel better. Um, But that leads to my favorite. Scene of the episode because his daughter goes into his chambers with this book. And she's basically trying to like, um, relate to him through this, like, important book that she loves. And, like, they have this really nice moment, um, this, like, bonding moment that is not sexual whatsoever. It's, like, sort of subverting what would usually happen, right?
0: Well, Game of Thrones did that, too, in the early seasons.
1: Okay. Um, of course, that moment, you don't really have much time to sit with it because it cuts immediately to this big orgy that's happening.
0: Yeah, yeah, that sounds about so right. So
1: that's a little, like, I, I think feel like that was intentional as well it's like this you know Mm -hmm. this world is not going to uh cater much to to this type of moment um but but again it does feel like they are sort of approaching women and girls in this world from a more um conscious place um now I don't know how effective that's going to be long term because like the queen who dies in this episode Mm -hmm. like her character existed essentially to die right so So if you're not going to have the female characters at the forefront of the show while you're tackling these these issues.
0: Well, is is she going to be like a Ned Stark where she's, you know, this lingering presence, though?
1: Well, it's, it's interesting you say that because um, there's a third moment, distinct moment in the show towards the end where the king's daughter, who is a, a main character, is mm-hmm. she has been sort of passed aside as an, a potential heir just on account of being a girl. But the king is realizing that he has little options at this point. And so he pulls her aside and basically tells her his intention to make her the heir to the throne mm-hmm. and her response and he goes off on this like whole monologue about the importance of it and the power and yada, yada yada. And her reaction is like, this is the first these are the first words you've spoken to me since my mom died. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's like that that is was a great line because it, it's it's like it shows how these like people in power are so like power hungry and so like focus solely on um their like duty and the the throne and the heirs and the the Game of Thrones, as you say. it's like they forget about the human mm-hmm. element right? Um, So it's like he has this immediate, like, willingness to move on. Like, they, they, after, shortly after the funeral for the wife, the council has a meeting with the king and they are like, okay, what's next? You know? So there's that, that Mm Like business Mm -hmm. as usual, we have to move on from this sort of mentality. But as that line shows, there's also a fighting back against that. So that makes me think that, I don't know, it just feels more thoughtful Mm -hmm. on like a character level, on like a moment to moment, like dialogue level. It just feels more thoughtful than especially later Game of Thrones was in a lot of ways. Right. I don't know if any of this is making sense, but no, it does. I don't know. There's there. It, it's it was a a, a focused, um, intentional hour of TV that has me hopeful that this could be good. <laughs> basically, mm-hmm. um, so what you're saying is that
0: characters aren't teleporting across the world map yeah um you know no it's not just uh fights happening for no reason not just extended sequences of uh the mountain and the hound fighting each other uh darth vader style Mm -hmm. um it's just uh you know characters interacting and talking and vying for their goals yes through, di- through twisted diplomacy and uh you know
1: everything else which is what game of thrones started out as and yeah. it's what this show is starting out as and i don't know time will tell how that ends up but i am gonna be watching okay yeah i also really like this like there's some really small details like when people go and sit on the iron throne they cut themselves because it's very sharp
0: fucking finally so
1: that was funny and and great and like so the daughter the king's daughter she goes out dragon riding and mm-hmm. she comes back and the king's like where were you? And she like lies about it. And he's like, well, you can't, I know where you were cause you reek of dragon. Right. So like, it's, it's like, it's a very, um, it's like they, they use like the senses to sort of bring out the world. Like there's world building through just like seemingly mundane details, which mm-hmm. I, I appreciate. I thought that was, that yeah. was really cool. I don't,
0: I don't want to be like, well, the books, the books, the books, but like one of the biggest details about the iron throne in the books was that it was f- fucking uncomfortable to sit. Oh, well, there you go. It was not a good time to sit on. Yeah, I feel
1: like the um, <laughs> like, Game of Thrones never, never even like mentioned that.
0: It was literally described like in the books as basically a pile of swords. Yeah. Like it's, it's not even really a seat. It's sort of like yeah, it looks, it's
1: not, it looks especially gnarly in this prequel. Um, I guess they sort of like that's that's cool. I yeah, think I think they, they, yeah. they you know, 200 years earlier was even, even more brutal. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very cool looking. Um aesthetically, it's it's awesome. But yeah, I just hope the yeah. show contains its like focused sort of structure. Like I hope it just stays in King's Landing and doesn't venture out too far. Mm-hmm. Um and I just hope it continues to if it's gonna incorporate marginalized characters, it needs to really think about what it's doing there and not sort of like fall fall into the traps that the previous show had, you know?
0: Where you like introduce the Martels and then don't know what the fuck to do with them so you make them weirdly incestuous lesbians and then kind of don't do anything with them again and kill them off yes okay
1: Mm -hmm. or the whole um uh shoot what sophie turner's character what was her name she was a sansa stark the whole sansa stark arc in the later half of the series yeah Yeah. that was a glaring uh misstep for Uh sure um so yeah it's I, i enjoyed it um it's this uh the same composer is doing the score and Mm. they do some interesting like he does sort of an incorporation of old Game of Thrones sort of like rhythms and also just like new stuff too that's like specific to the show and like I mentioned Michael Sapochnik he directed a bunch of the more pivotal uh Game of Thrones episodes throughout the years and Mm. so the look and feel of it feels very much like Game of Thrones and that that's obviously what they're going for here um and I know I mentioned to you like when I was hoping the show would like separate itself from Game of thrones and like form its own identity Mm -hmm. but honestly like after seeing this episode if it can just sort of stick to the good elements of game of thrones i'm okay with that too because those those elements are good for a reason they hook you for a reason you know yeah um but we'll see maybe i'll return to it later on the season if things change sure um so we got more Bad HBO news. Yes. Yes. Uh, like you were talking about earlier with um, like Better Call Saul and resorting to piracy because things get removed all the time. Although this mm-hmm. feels what what they're doing in HBO Max feels distinct from what's happened in the past. Like obviously shows get canceled all the time. Right. Um, this is shows that have already in a lot of cases been completed and are like originals for that platform that are being removed so that like residuals don't have to be paid out. So, like, HBO Max is continuing to like gut, well, not gut, but that's a bit extreme, but like remove a lot, like a lot of series and movies that it has the rights to because they were at one point HBO and HBO Max originals. Yeah. And they're taking them off the platform for that reason that they won't have to like pay any, any more for, like, for the use of. And so some of these are, by all accounts, like beloved series. Like, there's a lot of animation on this list. Like, uh, yeah, they're
0: completely destroying animation. For sure. Infinity Train if, is
1: is I think one of the yeah. the most well known and well beloved shows.
0: Yeah. They're they're doing a lot of them so dirty that uh shows that even had episodes on YouTube like officially are being removed. Wow. Uh, yeah, they're like going like scorched earth. With a lot of these man and then and so yeah, yeah. Like a lot of the a lot of the creators of like these uh animated shows are just saying like yeah please just go steal this because it, it'll be like lost media otherwise yeah
1: I forget what it which one it was but there was one creator who had to ask after this I guess the show was in post-production or maybe even completed before it aired had to ask for a physical like copy of their series or movie or whatever it was just to have it in the event that something like this happens
0: mm. Mm -hmm. And that
1: it could potentially be lost and you couldn't access it, which is just wild. The idea that Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you're the creator or something and you need to like ask for a backup just yeah. to preserve your own creation. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff on here that's a bummer. Like um, Sesame Street, man. Yeah. The Elmo talk they- show. That was like a highlight of the HBO Max launch.
0: Yeah, they don't want to fucking pay Big Bird, man. I don't know what it's the just, fuck the deal is. Um, sucks.
1: One of my favorite HBO series in recent years is Miss, Mrs. Fletcher, which mm, is mm-hmm. uh, Tom Parada, one of the, the two co-creators of The Leftovers. This was his next series for HBO after The Leftovers. Mm-hmm. And it starred Catherine Hahn it was this really excellent half-hour limited series, um, and it's gone now. And like, so Tom Parada is responsible for. I don't. I don't think this is like an exaggeration. The most critically adored HBO series ever in mm-hmm. The Leftover right yeah just got the platform so many accolades and then has this show that he made afterwards which is also amazing just like completely just disappears
0: mm-hmm.
1: um which is a real bummer like it's it's such a great show like Catherine Hahn's amazing in it she plays like this mother uh, of a college student who's going away for the first time and so the focus is on her it's on her like sex life while also um, like combining that with her son at college and he is has his own uh, sort of problematic sex life he's a problematic character and it's exploring all sorts of like themes about sexuality and uh, consent and age and dynamics and all sorts of things and it was very very good um, but now you just mm. can't watch it because it's not there mm-hmm. anymore Um I'm
0: Unless your co-host tells you to watch it, like three years ago, and you download it to your Plex server, and you haven't watched it yet. Oh,
1: so you have it? You've preserved Mrs. Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Terrific, terrific. <laughs> yeah. Don't don't delete that one. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's like these creators uh, put their you know their passion into these projects, and they just get tossed aside for the most trivial monetary reasons. Mm-hmm. It sucks. It is very bleak i hate
0: it yeah apparently uh this zazlav guy he's a big fan of uh the home renovation shows and so he wants to uh pivot
1: to that yeah he's big on reality tv he sees very little value in scripted art because i guess it's more expensive to make and doesn't bring in as much money sounds like a fucking loser to me Uh
0: uh-huh um -hmm. cool yeah Um, let's do a quick move yes Yeah, so there was a Final Fantasy fourteen patch. Um it's taken over my life
1: again. In a good way or uh in a way. in a way.
0: Yeah. Um mostly because uh so apparently all the crafters stopped playing like with us, and so now I'm the I'm the crafter. Um and so I'm making everybody in their mother's gear sets. Uh so that's that's fun. So is that
1: something you do like how's that work? You do this on your own time or i mean yeah okay
0: who else is time well no like you have to
1: what you have to like grind out the game on your own and then you just give them stuff gear and stuff or is i don't know
0: um like so uh i don't like gathering in the game uh mostly because the materials that you need for like in the game stuff are all on timers um and so you have to like go to a website and see when things are up uh, and then go to them in game before the timer runs out and collect mm-hmm. them. Uh, and I hate that. I hate things being on timers. So I don't gather. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I'll craft your shit, but you got to give me all the materials for it. Um, so that's what's going on. Uh, because before for the raid team, I was crafting... We had a crafter, um, but like they, you know, they changed jobs or whatever and they got busy. Uh, and so, you know, they they weren't able to craft uh, as much anymore uh so i started crafting and i was crafting everybody's potions and food for raids um and so i was doing that for the last couple uh raid tiers um but yeah but this time i got i got roped into doing everybody's gear uh which is it's been fun I, i've been up at like 1 a.m since the patch drops like every Amen. night which is which is like late for me um just doing people like i've had to actually like write down people's orders because now people are getting specific or somebody's like I could even open it. Um, So, oops, hit the mic. Let's see. So um, this guy wanted his left side, which is like your armor pieces, uh, but no weapon. Uh, And then this one wanted uh, healer pants and a ring, uh, a full Reaper set, uh, a tank set with no weapon, no gloves, and only one ring. Uh, Somebody just wanted tank boots. Somebody wanted uh, Reaper pants and boots. Uh, And then I had to do a sage set. Uh, yeah. And I did all of that before I even crafted my fucking own set of gear. So
1: um, everyone can't get their own gear. That's a time thing? Like, it just don't have the time to do it?
0: Um, well, so you have to, like, level up your own crafters to 90, which not a lot of people uh, do. Oh, okay. And then you need to have an endgame crafting set, uh, which you have to either buy or make yourself with a previous tier crafting set. Then what you have to do... Is something called penta melding, which means you put uh, materia into it. And um, in this game, materia are basically just like uh, gems or whatever that give stat boosts. Um, and penta melding means you put more materia into a piece of gear than is normally allowed. So gear normally has a certain number of slots, but you can put more slots into crafted gear. Uh, the only problem is, is that the more sl- like you want to put in. Uh, it only gives you a percentage chance to put it in. So now it's a gotcha game of being able to pentamel right. your gear. Um, and so, like, it starts off, okay, this is now 17% chance to get this in. Then if that succeeds, the next one is a 10% chance. Then it's a 7% chance. Then the final one is a 5% chance to put it in. Um, and materia, like, crafting materia is expensive. Um, and if you get unlucky, like I did this time, Uh, you will just blow through stacks and stacks of it in order to pentameld everything and you need to pentameld it in order to do these end game uh crafted sets and end game potions and end game food um so i had to quickly do that because it was like i was the only crafter that was going to be able to do this shit um that makes sense so i i blew through yeah a lot of cash in order to pentameld in order to craft everybody's gear yeah so not everybody's
1: um, equipped to, to do this it's not a matter of like oh they don't have the time throughout the week to do it it's just like you have the stuff that
0: yeah you have to have the money and the fucking mental fortitude <laughs> yeah to do yeah. it so yeah but like once you're melded and you're set you're good and then you need to go like make a fucking crafting macro uh so you can just hit a button and then you like kind of auto craft um so yeah that's what I've been doing. Um, There's actually supposed to be fun stuff in the patch. Oh. Um, what, a, what a surprise. <laughs> uh, yeah, like there's the new raid. Um, The normal mode is out. The Savage comes out on Tuesday. Uh They delayed it this time, which actually fucking thank God, because I would not have been able to craft the gear in time to do it on release if it came out the same fucking day. Um, so yeah the normal mode it's pretty fun uh, there's some unique shit um, there's a new dungeon there's always a new dungeon every major patch um, it's okay it's a, it's a fucking dungeon um, Island Sanctuary is finally out um, getting mixed uh, signals about it um, our Eorzean correspondent who is looking forward to it very much uh, is actually down on it because apparently uh, you have to min-max it in order to have fun or that that's at least what she says um And so there's spreadsheets involved, because I guess you can't play this game without spreadsheets. Yeah, I was going to say,
1: there's always spreadsheets.
0: Um, Yeah, uh, I haven't been able to touch it yet, because I'm too busy crafting. Uh, So there's that. Um, There's a new Extreme fight. Uh, There's a new Unreal fight, which is whenever they take an older Extreme from, like, uh, Heavensward or, uh, you know, older uh, content, and then scale it up to be uh, level 90, so it's current. Um, and so we touched that, um, we had to get some pickup, uh, people, so we didn't clear it, but, um, I think the next time we try it, we'll be able to clear it. Um, so there's that, it's, it's just a very, it's a very busy time, especially now that we're going to raid on Tuesday, um, the Savage, uh, and I'm switching, I, I I'm switching off of Astro, oh. um, because, uh, they didn't give it quality of life okay i'm gonna go on a oh, rant, all right I'm,
1: I'm always expecting this stuff.
0: So. i'm gonna give it a r- so uh a couple months back they claimed that uh they were going to for this patch rework astrologian and dragoon uh two jobs that have a fucking lot of button bloat um dragoons were uh not excited they they're weird they like the job even though it's janky as fuck and has way too many buttons Uh, But they like the way it plays.
1: House Um, of the Dragoon.
0: Yeah, there you go. Uh, That's basically what the Heaven's Word expansion is, honestly. Um, So Dragoons were, like, dreading it. Uh, They didn't want to get it reworked and see it gutted like Summoner and, like, Samurai. uh, Or, like, Ninja, honestly. Um, And Astro player's like, okay, how are they going to fuck it up this time? Um, Meanwhile, and I've been saying it since the expansion launched, all they need to do is put the last expansion's card system in and make minor arcana one button and so you don't have to fucking mod it to be one button um then a month passes and they say um okay uh it's going to be really hard to explain the changes that we're going to do to astro and dragoon so we're going to save them for the next expansion
1: huh what that's what the fuck that's is that's so weird and it's not that they it's hard to implement them it's it's explaining them They said that it would be hard to explain why they're doing the changes. Huh. That's a, I don't think I've ever heard it freeze that
0: way. So they're not going to do them until the next expansion, which will be next year, like a year and a half. Yikes! Maybe. What the fuck is that shit? This job like is broken basically. Like, uh, mm. so that's what they said. Uh, the, the, the excuse doesn't make sense. Either the rework is ready or it isn't. I I smell the biggest bullshit of my life. Yeah, it doesn't
1: really add up there. Honestly.
0: Uh, So Astro is not getting reworked for this patch. I'm like, okay, fine. Are you going to give it any fucking quality of life? Any quality of life whatsoever? Uh, The answer is not really. No. Um, So they did finally make Minor Arcana one button, which should have been at fucking release eight months ago. Why it was two buttons is just beyond me.
1: Yeah, that's okay though because you have your um, your reflex skills that are going to be really tuned and 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 ready for it.
0: Dude, the job gives me carpal tunnel. <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. Like you have to put that in the uh, experiment the, notes. Uh, maybe, yeah. Like the problem with the job is that it is so fucking busy and clunky during burst phases, and the game is all about burst phases now. They've made it that way. So, are they going to address that? No, not what, not at all, not whatsoever. Uh, So they've made Minor Arcana one button. Okay, fine. Thank God. I don't have to mod it now in order to be able to just press one button to do one fucking action. Why? It was two buttons for one action. Jesus Christ. Uh, Then the other change, which I thought was basically a way to stealth bring back in an old action called sleeve draw. Um, So the way Astro cards work is you you draw cards and then you play them. Uh, Drawing a card gives you a sign. There are three different signs you want to try to get the three different signs. You don't want duplicates, really. Um, Sleeve draw, the way it worked uh, in Shadowbringers after it was uh, changed in order to work properly, after that took until the fucking end of the expansion, uh, was you use sleeve draw, you're guaranteed to get a sign that you don't have already. So it was basically a way to guarantee that you always got three different signs. Um, Right now, uh, with the way that they fucking changed redraw charges uh you can only redraw a card once so you always get duplicates you always get fucking duplicates uh and it fucking sucks it's fucking clunky so now they've changed it to, to if you redraw you will not get the same sign that you just drew at first i thought this meant okay you can't get duplicates anymore mm. no it just means you can't get the same sign you just had. Oh. So you can still get duplicates, you just can't get back-to-back duplicates. This changes fucking nothing. That changes absolutely nothing. does it just make
1: it, like, marginally less uh, probable that you'll get a duplicate because they're not back-to-back? Now?
0: No. <laughs> no, it changes absolutely nothing. This is, it's the most pointless change I've ever fucking seen. Mm-hmm. I've ever seen in a game. i have It changes literally nothing. I can't, I, like, I, I, I sound like I'm being, like, uh overdramatic and like you know like exaggerating yeah. this i can't overstate how much how little this changes. yeah but how does it compare to the vision nothing
1: in mad <laughs> oh,
0: oh. yeah so so yeah so i'm fed up i'm not playing astro
1: yeah no that's understandable even
0: though it's my favorite fucking that's healer
1: insane.
0: uh it's clunky it hurts my hands to play uh and they apparently are either saving changes that they have or they don't know what the fuck they're doing with it until 7.0, where they'll butcher it again. This was a job that was functional last expansion, by the uh, way. Ah, yeah. It was fine. It was fucking fine. It wasn't ideal. It was ideal in Stormblood. That's when it was ideal. But it was functional last expansion. Now it's a fucking disaster zone. Man. So I'm on fucking White Mage. Anyway. <laughs> that's Final Fantasy 14.
1: Oh, man.
0: It's a game I play for enjoyment. Yes,
1: it sounds like It, it sounds like you're having a great time. <laughs> not it's not work it's not a job definitely <laughs>
0: no it's not even though I'm taking orders and fulfilling them <laughs> and uh, yeah um, but yeah I'll I'll try to stream raids especially now that I don't have to mod my game and so I don't have to showcase mods and people will report me for modding my game um, so there's that uh, but uh, this is did it all for the Moogle it's a segment where we talk about the latest and greatest in Final Fantasy 14 news and also sometimes uh, Limp Biscuit news whenever the need shall arise um, and wouldn't you know it
1: is Limp biscuit news. Yes, there is uh, exciting news as well. Um, I think this is the first time I've genuinely been excited about Fred Durst-related announcements <laughs> uh, in the history of this podcast. Um, do you? So do yeah. you have the, the the article out? I don't have it up. I do. So, I do. Um, Yeah, so this is the uh, TV show from um, a a podcast favorite filmmaker, uh, Jane Schoenbrunn. I say that because we talked about her um, directorial debut. um, We're all going to the World's Fair a couple months ago. And so this is uh, the announcement for her new TV series, and it has a lot of familiar uh, faces in it.
0: Um, yeah this IndieWire article says it's a film but it's called I Saw the TV Glow oh you know what so that, that's kinda, that got me confused yeah confusing. so it's a film yeah. it's a film
1: yeah you're right I
0: knew that and then I forgot um. <laughs> no it's okay it's, the, the name is kind of confusing um, but yeah this cast is uh, pretty ridiculous mm-hmm. uh, so uh, Justice Smith uh, Bridget Lundy Payne yeah they're both they're,
1: they're both Elena the stars, those two and they're both excellent as yeah.
0: well
1: yeah uh, Lindsay Jordan of
0: Snail Mail. Uh, uh, We have, uh, quote, Limp Biscuit musician and director Fred Durst, Um, Danielle Deadweiler, uh, Haley Dahl's Sloppy Jane featuring Phoebe Bridges, which is interesting. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, it's pretty fucking So nuts. what is
1: the speculation here, um, I think uh, Jane Schoenbrin had replied to a tweet. Um, somebody was like, you should bring back like artists and bars performing during TV shows or whatever. And mm-hmm. so now the speculation is that um, all these musicians that are listed here are going to be like performing during the film, right? Like they'll be in like some that's sort the, of...
0: That's the easy that, thought, yeah. yeah.
1: Especially the Sloppy Jane thing. That makes sense because I think Phoebe Bridgers has like come out on stage during Sloppy Jane sets in the past. So sure. that would that would make a lot of sense. Um, I don't know what Fred Durst's acting chops are like. So, you know, <laughs> I mean, have you seen
0: the video for Nook? I have you not.
1: Like, I don't know. Uh, I haven't subjected well. myself to that. Maybe during the Halloween season, if I want to see something <laughs> horrific.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> But yeah, I'll be. Wa- I was already going to be watching her next project, but this is just uh, all the more exciting. I don't think there's any like indication yeah. when this is coming out or anything. I'm sure it's it's pretty early in the stages of production, probably. Yeah. If this was a TV series and with all these artists on board, you, I, I was thinking about like Twin Peaks: The Return, how you could have like a different mm-hmm. artist performing at a bar like every episode, because yeah, that definitely. that was like basically just like all of David Lynch's favorites, right? That he got to to, yeah. <laughs> to be in the show. So, but yeah, either way, this is this is going to be. Uh, Exciting. The the more I think about, um, we're all going to the world's fair, the more I love it really. Um, mm-hmm. I, I want to rewatch that one of these days. It's very good. But yeah, that's, that's the latest in, uh, in Fred Durst news. Yeah. Nice.
0: Um,
1: so, uh,
0: teased this, um, during the live show, um, but uh, you were playing some Cult of the Land. Yeah,
1: yeah, this really good game uh, from Massive Monster, I think is the studio. Um, mm. You, it's. I would describe it as like a cross between Animal Crossing on the one hand and like a roguelite dungeon crawler on the other hand. It's like mm-hmm. a combination of those two things, like... So you are a lamb who is about to be sacrificed for a cult, but uh, you um, are sort of like saved by this... uh I forget what his name is, but he's like this like demonic presence, and so now you owe it to him to like build a cult of your own, and that's how the game starts. And so you recruit followers by like saving them during your like dungeon crawl, mm-hmm. um, and then you have this big like plot of land that you build your cult, and it's it's you get re, you gather resources, you build structures and like farms and like sleeping quarters for your cult followers, and there's just like a lot of things you can like unlock and build which is like kind of where like the animal crossing comparison comes in it's like a very twisted version of that um like if tom nook were a a cult leader which like in some ways you can kind of view him as sort of like this this cult of like capitalism you know
0: sure and i think there was actually like more comparisons to him as a cult leader like especially with the uh latest animal crossing Mm, you know mm -hmm. like He sends you off to this island, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, And there was that, there's like that sequence at the beginning where, like, you gather up all your. New campers and have that weird toast at the sunset. Ooh, very true. Yeah, that was kind of and cult-y.
1: like, what are you doing on the Animal Crossing islands other than making it more like beautiful and like enticing for his business, right? right? So, in a lot of ways, in Animal Crossing, you're doing Tom Nook's bidding, and the the your followers mm-hmm. in in uh, Cult of the Lamb are doing your bidding. Um. So there's just like so many. I, I've I've played for a handful of hours, and I feel like I've only scratched the surface of like the mm. amount. of stuff you can unlock and like the like different options like bordering from like normal to sadistic (laughs) that you can like sure um, put your followers through or because there's like uh, rituals and sermons and um, you can go around like blessing your followers to level them up and make them more loyal to you and you Mm -hmm. have to make sure they're well fed and rested Um, they poop all over the place that you have to clean up (laughs) nice. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so like that's all happening in the sort of like uh, um, like resource management side. But then you go to the dungeon crawl side, and you're 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 taking out these heretics, um, and you're trying to defeat them one by one. If you die, you keep all the stuff that you've earned along the way. But you um, the only the only consequence for death is you lose some loyalty from your followers that you have to get you have to earn Mm. back but otherwise it's not really a roguelite because you 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 hold on to everything that you've gained which i like i like that a lot as somebody who dies in video games quite often um you always feel like you're progressing you really don't feel like you're like losing grounds unless you're Mm -hmm. like wildly mismanaging things which could happen but i feel like I feel like it, it should become more efficient as time goes on, as you gain more followers and you sort of um, uh, appoint them to different like tasks on your your land and stuff.
0: Is there a failure state like if you lose like all your followers? Or yeah, something? I
1: haven't. Luckily, I haven't gotten there, but there's like a, a meter that um, like a loyalty meter that can run out if you don't maintain it properly. And I don't know what happens if if that mm. happens. Maybe it's like game over, but um, yeah, like your followers can die, but there are also ways mm. to spin like horrific things to your advantage. <laughs> like, so like what I, what I unlocked is um, this like s- ritual or sermon that make like you can make your followers believe in the afterlife. So whenever you're a follower dies, they won't take it very hard, you know? Ah, so like, okay. so normally if a follower dies that you take a, hit in terms of like loyalty but mm-hmm. now if you if you have your followers believe in the afterlife it's not so bad because they're yeah. going to a better place um, Sure, you're sure. but then yeah. you also have to like unlock like burial places so that you don't have like rotting flesh just like hanging around and you know you can build mm-hmm. an outhouse where they you're so they're not just like pooping all over the place and it's more sanitary yeah that sounds like a good yeah. idea yeah yeah Um, there's fishing, you can go and fish, um, there's just all sorts of cool stuff, there's tarot cards, which is how you unlock different, like, permanent, um, attributes and buffs and stuff, Mm. um, you unlock, uh, the, the one way it does resemble a roguelike is every time you enter the dungeon, you are given a choice of, like, random, like, weapon choices, but there are permanent unlocks where you're going to get better and better choices as as you progress you know like starting weapons and whatnot Mm -hmm. um yeah so it's just it's really fun i love the gameplay loop um I, i i'm more into the um the resource management element than i am the dungeon crawling like the combat's fun it's fast it's responsive and the weapons are cool but like I don't know. I just like, I prefer one side of the game to the other. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're both good, you know? Yeah, it's just a fun indie game. It's it's very clever. It's cleverly written. Um, you can like customize all your followers to look however you want them to there's a bunch of different forms they're all different like animal forms Um, Mm -hmm. they all have their own like attributes some things that they're good at like some are better at um, like faith based things so you will have them just worship you around the clock and that's how like you level Mm, yourself up Um, some are better at gathering resources like they all have their strengths and weaknesses like some will really take it badly if one of the their fellow followers dies stuff like that you know Mm -hmm. there's like a lot of variety in terms of like attributes and stuff. It's it's really cool. It's so detailed. The art style is really cool. Yeah, I don't have anything negative to say about it so far. It's it's very um like it's it's bleak, like it's 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 funny, right? Because you have these very like cute animal characters and even the, the lamb himself um mm-hmm. has this like smile on his face, but while you're like moving around in combat and stuff, he'll look very devious. Um mm-hmm. So yeah, it's like this contrast between like the cute animals and like the horrific things that they might be put through.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um but yeah, you know, it's taken a stab at at like organized religion and it's tackling a lot, like a lot of those themes and that's that's all very interesting. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's very well realized. And they've put a lot of thought behind all the uh, the systems and, and the way everything kind of works together. So I recommend it. It's very good. Yeah, it sounds like a lot mm-hmm. of fun. And it's on, it's on like whenever it's on I... like everything, too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think whenever I get my Steam Deck, that's like probably one of the first
1: things I want to yeah, play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it would work perfectly on Steam Deck for the type yeah. of game that it is.
0: Um, speaking of weird rituals, yes. um, I saw this earlier in the week. Um, this is from NASA, um, and, uh, well, I'll play it and then maybe explain a little bit. Um, that's apparently what a black hole sounds like. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, they explain that, uh, the misconception that there's no sound in space originates because most space is a vacuum providing no way for sound waves to travel. But a galaxy cluster has so much gas that we've picked up actual sound. Um, and this is amplified, uh, and it's a black
1: hole. Cool.
0: Yeah. And it sounds, um, I don't know. It kind of sounded to me
1: like a ghost that's like crying out for help. <laughs>
0: hmm. Maybe. Who can say,
1: but quite mysterious. I mean, you said that this is NASA, right? So this is not the, um, the space force, right? Cause if it was the space yeah. force, I would have maybe mistaken the audio for like, I don't know, Donald Trump's like stomach growling or something. I don't know.
0: Yeah. 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 If it was the space force, they would have tried to like launch a nuke right into the mm-hmm, black hole. Mm-hmm. just to
1: see what happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah i thought that was interesting i'm not one one of those people that's like wow cool space from like the early like 2010s remember all that like sort of shit is that not still and, like, happening the,
1: with all the uh the fascination around the ex- uh, those photos that came out recently
0: i think to an extent but like do you remember like all those like facebook accounts that were just like called like i fucking love science you know remember <laughs> all that shit that. and like neil degrasse tyson you know yeah that whole thing um but I still
1: thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that's that's that is. It sounds like it could be used. Um, so, what are the uh, are there like any copyrights for the the sound bite there? I hope to Christ okay. not. <laughs> i was gonna say that could be like background for like a like an atmospheric like horror scene or
0: something yeah yeah um not to see if one of our uh, favorite artists uh, samples samples in some way um i, I was going to talk about the student loan thing but we're almost at oh hours.
1: i mean it's topical We might as well touch on it right okay yeah
0: um so yeah so uh they got sleepy joe to wake up and do something sort of uh <laughs> sort of <laughs> he kind of did something um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, 10 K. All right, fine. I'll take it. But no. Like, fuck that. Yeah. It's, no, like you, know, you said in the show is,
1: notes, it's the bare minimum. It, it really is. It's the bare minimum. They, yeah. He has the every, still owes me like two yeah, grand. every capability <laughs> to wipe it out entirely. Yeah. Cause that's what they do for the big corporations and the, the rich people.
0: That's what they do for the banks. It's what they do for, uh, Tom fucking Brady's TB 12 yep. PPP loan. Yep. Uh, <laughs> It's fucking, it's fucking criminal. Um, and it's just more kicking the can down the road Mm -hmm. do with this bullshit. They wait until the last fucking minute. They wait until there's like three months to an election. They, you know, and it's like, okay, now fine. Now you don't have to pay until January again. It's like, okay, well, fuck, fucking whatever.
1: Yeah, just like thinking about the psychological toll on people who don't know if they have to repay all this money on September 1st. And it's like the end of August right now, you know, like waiting that long without an answer. And like they've consistently done stuff like this, waited till the very last minute. Yeah, it's just it's it's ridiculous.
0: It's because they have to decide how many hoops they want to put Mm -hmm. through in their minds. Oh, is it going to be 150K or 125K before you don't get it? Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. If you're making that much, the debt isn't a problem to you. And if it is, you live in, like, New York or Los Angeles.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: you know? Uh, but I just love the right-wing talking point that this is, like, uh, helping rich kids.
1: Oh, you know? I see. I've heard the, this- the talking point where people... <laughs> I've, I've seen this so many times, and th-
0: this is like this is like an attack against the working class. The working class is now paying for rich kids to go to school.
1: Oh yeah, no, um, I, I've seen the one where it's like, um, well, this isn't fair to all the people who have already paid off their student loans. Yeah, it's like motherfucker, you're fine. You paid yeah, for and it. I saw uh, on Twitter, I, I, like an unofficial like. <laughs> the death star public relations and they they tweeted mm-hmm. they were like um so we were going to stop blowing up planets but that wouldn't be fair to the planets we've already blown up so yeah, yeah. we're just going to keep going <laughs> like that's perfect yeah
0: motherfucker yeah you're fucking fine if you could if you could afford to pay off your loans you're fucking fine yeah the real issue is that this doesn't fix the root cause no
1: whatsoever no, so like people are going to st- still going to be the, accruing much more than 10k in debt
0: yeah like my little brother is just starting school like this doesn't do shit yeah. for him whatsoever. This doesn't fix interest rates. This doesn't this doesn't do anything for him. Uh And it barely does anything for me. This is a fucking mm-hmm. dent. Like this is probably great for people that have like 20K, you know, cuts them in half. OK. Uh, But yeah, no, this is this is barely anything. Y- yeah. And of course, they want it to be celebrated up and down and they want my vote in november.
1: No, I I will not applaud them for at all whatsoever for this. This yeah. is not
0: Especially especially when this fucker said that like this was going to be his day one thing, mm-hmm. you know? Like fuck off. And it's 20k for Hell Grants, whatever the fuck that is. This is the first time I'm hearing about this shit, except for that really bad Kamala tweet where she was like she was going to give 15k or something to uh, Pell Grant recipients that started a business within five years or so. some the most ridiculous hoop jumping shit was gonna be her platform if she was Jesus. president.
1: You remember no, that? But I'm not surprised. It's
0: just the most ridiculous shit.
1: This is what you get like, yeah. when you elect somebody in the center who, by wanting to not piss anybody off, ends up not actually accomplishing anything. Right. And and still pisses everybody off. <laughs> right. So I don't know. I mean, um, yeah. Another thing I saw was like, so the people that are complaining about there are people complaining for the opposite reason that like we're complaining that like, oh, nobody deserves this type of like break, which is, I mean, fuck you. But somebody was like, where were these people complaining when the state of Texas offered uh, $10,000 for um, people to come forward about abortion, illegal abortions? Remember, you remember that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Putting, like, bounties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the abortion yeah, bounties, bounties. Yeah, the bounties, yeah. So.
0: Yeah. New York State had a fucking uh, COVID anti-masker bounty. hmm mm-hmm. Like, how many billions did we just fucking send to Ukraine? Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck? How, like, we bail out the banks, we bailed out, Every celebrity's LLC for the pandemic for them to lie about how many employees they have just completely wipe the slate clean. I there, think
1: speaking of New York City, I think I think New York is uh, funding uh, a new Buffalo Bills stadium, right?
0: Of course, yeah. All this shit. <laughs> just, the list <laughs> goes on and, on and on and on. All this yeah. shit.
1: It's only when it um, could potentially help the working class, just regular people, maybe marginalized people, that's when that's when people are outraged by it, and it's very transparent. Why they are outraged on, about it? Um, and yeah, the, the the perception
0: of what the working class is is so fucking warped. Yeah. It's so fucking warped. The working class are the people that have these goddamn loans. Yeah, rich people don't have these loans. No, and if they do, if they do, they're using them as collateral for business transactions. Mm-hmm. That's what they do with debt. That's how they use debt. We don't have that luxury. Right. We can't do fucking trades on our debt. Right. That debt means I have to save for the debt and I can't afford to fucking rent an apartment because the, the rent is too goddamn expensive. Mm-hmm. We have a housing crisis. We have a debt crisis. God forbid that I get into an accident and I'll have
1: medical debt. Yeah. No, everyone I'm, is. I'm fucked six ways. No, everyone is just like one like medical crisis away from being just completely screwed. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: The air conditioning in my car doesn't work. I can't get that fixed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> this. <laughs> fucked six ways from Sunday. Yeah. There's no there's no helping it. And, and
1: then I see I see Joe Biden on TV and he is lashing back at the people we just talked about who are complaining about even just the 10K. And it's like you're. <sighs> You are trying to be seen as a hero here, but you really haven't accomplished much of anything.
0: No, the motherfucker still owes me two grand.
1: Oh, from from what? The uh,
0: from the pandemic. They fucking lied about how much they're going to give out. He still owes me two grand. The old bitch. (laughs) He still owes me money. It's unreal. It's unreal. So, yeah, I'll take the 10K. I'm still going to wait for the rest. Mm -hmm. I'm going to wait for the rest. See me in January, Joe. See me in January. (laughs) This is a dent. This is a dent and what I got cooking.
1: I guess like it's fucking bleak maybe I'm just like riffing here but I guess like um, and maybe I shouldn't be doing that because I'm not oh we're
0: riffing
1: we're just this is off the dome I'm not the most informed um, when it comes to like economics and stuff but like the way capitalism works right don't a large uh, subset of like people under capitalism need to be struggling in order for it to succeed so like part of so like by canceling only 10,000 and not wiping it out like they could they're like we're doing you a favor but not enough to actually get out from under the the pile of that's been like thrown on top of you like you you, you it's, yeah. a, it's like we're gonna give you this but you're still like you're still in the grasp of capitalism and you can be used in the same way because you need to like you know what i'm saying
0: it's this it's the same reason they don't increase the minimum yes
1: marriage. yes it's yeah. why homelessness exists just- because there's no reason for somebody to be unhoused in this very very wealthy country other than as like a, a like a, a fear practice like look what could happen to you if you don't um, continue.
0: It's not even that. It's not even that. They don't care that the homeless exist. They just don't want to see them. Yeah. That's why they round them up. Do you see the take on Twitter a couple weeks back about the, the this crazy lady that uh, wanted to create camps for the homeless? Jesus. And everybody's like, oh, oh yeah, you want to you want to concentrate them into a camp? Oh my God. And she doubled down. Of
1: course, of course.
0: Oh, so you want to create like a sort of a uh, a concentration? Camp. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you people? But yeah, yeah, no, that's what they're doing. And you know they can wipe out all of it because that's what they did with, um, what's it called, like these scammy trade schools? They've been wiping out debt mm-hmm. from that last mm-hmm. few months.
1: You know, I, so what I'm trying it. to say is that capitalism requires people to be exploited and in order to maintain that, like, status quo, you can't relieve everybody of their debt because you need to keep exploiting them. So don't give them, a he- like, a, <laughs> a leg to stand on, you know?
0: Yeah, but they're so fucking short-sighted that... They don't realize if we had more money, we buy more shit. Yeah.
1: <laughs> which is helpful in a, uh, a recession, which I'm pretty sure is what we're uh-huh. in, right? I'm no expert. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it's very.
0: It, it it's sucks. like the debt is like it's like to us, it's everything, but to like them and these banks and these financiers, it's so fucking meaningless. Mm-hmm. They just swap and trade it on mm-hmm. a whim. Like if you are uh, uh, one of these loan companies, you can just decide that you don't want to do it anymore. You can just decide yes. that you loaned out this money. Lots of people owe it to you. Oh, I don't care about that anymore here. I'll just give it to another company. They can take it now. And now we don't do business. Yeah. And that's just it. That's what happened to me. My loan service provider was like, um, yeah, we're done with this. Here's your new guy. Yeah. Like, What the f- what the fuck is this shit? We'll we'll contact you in six months to talk to you about how to create an account so like how so the the fucking uh during this pause or whatever the interest rate didn't you know was paused too so say i you know had the money to be making payments interest free on my fucking gargantuan balance I literally couldn't do that because I
1: didn't know who the fuck I was supposed to be paying. Man.
0: So what the fuck is that yeah, shit? That's wild. Why does it even exist if I if I don't even know who I'm paying it to?
1: And like this is all just even beyond the the simple fact that when college kids get into all this debt, they are literally just still kids. They're teenagers.
0: My my dad just asked me, "Why did you even sign that?" I'm like. I didn't know what the fuck yeah. to do. Mom sh- gave me a piece of you paper, were like 18
1: or 19 or if, whatever.
0: If I didn't if I didn't sign it, I didn't go to exactly. school. What the fuck am I supposed exactly. to do? You t- My parents told me that that was the only school I could go to because they gave me a tiny little bit mm-hmm. of money. They gave me a, l- a little scholarship. Mm-hmm. It was the only school I can go to. So I did it. Now I am way past my eyeballs in yeah. debt that I will never get out from under unless it's wiped right right never. Right,
1: right so are liberals like applauding this like do you, I don't really know the
0: I don't know some of them actually hate it like the, the fact that he's even doing oh, it okay. yeah
1: <laughs> oh I can't
0: but I mean the, but the, but I mean those are the rich liberals that paid their shit yeah. and want to step on everybody yes. else so fuck them fuck all of them yeah pretty much like this is so. This, this is it's so it's so meaningless and people talk about oh this is just the money printer it's not. That's not how it works. The fucking government uh, deficit is meaningless. Mm-hmm. It's made up. Who are they in debt to?
1: Right. Nothing. Right.
0: It's made up. Who are they paying off? Themselves. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's nothing. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. And guess what? They say, oh, well, taxes, you, you're paying through this, your taxes are going to go up. Motherfucker, this is poor people. This is lower income. Mm-hmm. We don't pay a lot in taxes mm-hmm. because we're lower income. Yeah. <laughs> if we tax the rich more, this wouldn't be an right. issue. Take a couple bill out of Bezos's pocket, wipe it all. Yeah. Job done. It really is
1: like very simple.
0: It's so fucking simple. It's so
1: fucking simple. Any any motives they have for not doing it are not out of like a lack of of resources, obviously. It's just, it's something much more sinister than that. It's, it's more systemic than that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, this country hates like socialists so much, but they, they really do everything they can to, to, <laughs> to like get people to become them because like it, every, every action that the government takes, it, it's like, it just, all it does is prop up socialism as the obvious, like, correct worldview because you know what I mean? Like, you, you have to live in this and it's like, they
0: show, they show that it fucking, works because that's what they do to fucking big business, to fucking banks, yeah. to fucking billionaires. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They get social. Right, money. right, right. Yeah. They get it. The rest of us mm-hmm. don't. <laughs> they fucking get it. <laughs> All the the government gets free fucking health care. Yeah. Yeah. Right? <laughs> they get free benefits. They get a salary. They get free security for life. <laughs> <laughs> they
1: get it we don't right and then <laughs> that's the racket right and the people who actually like make the country run are all the ones that don't get all stuff you know what i mean like those yeah. are all the people operating inside the system that is like rigged against them but that they're essential you wanna, you for it know, you to wanna, continue
0: you want to know another just horrific thing? yeah some fucking uh congress uh dipshit uh said that this was bad because it now takes away a recruiting tool from the military oh, i saw that
1: i saw that on like an accidentally based uh twitter thing yeah they like post stuff like that where they the the um like the right wing people accidentally make <laughs> the point you know yeah like like buddy you're being too obvious yeah. you're being too fucking obvious
0: that you're keeping people poor so they join exactly. the military and either exactly. die
1: holy fuck That's kinda like I wasn't articulating it, but that's what I mean by like keeping people poor so that they have to take these jobs working under like the wealthy, right? And like just making the wealthy wealthier off of their labor. They
0: don't do shit. That's why they don't do shit about work for hire. That's why they don't do shit about scammy gig economy mm-hmm. shit. That's why they don't do shit about the minimum wage. That's, that Saints yeah. Row
1: game has seems to not have um, been reviewed very well. But the one positive review I saw was from Polygon, which coincidentally is like my favorite video game website. <laughs> and mm-hmm. they talked about that game as like a commentary on the gig economy, which actually makes me yeah. interested to check it out at some point.
0: Yeah. I think the only thing is like it's like horrifically
1: broken. That's basically. what I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be like down the line, maybe when it's like cheap and maybe patched up and stuff. I've heard, I've also heard like a lot of the um, backlash against that game, whether it's actually good or not. A lot of the backlash is coming from their, um, the change in like tone and like ideology behind it. I've heard, yeah. so many times i've it's seen just, the, the term woke used as a negative against saints oh, row yeah. this week yeah, it's just yeah it's just culture war it bullshit it really is yeah
0: you see a brown person and it's, it's woke it's, it's so just, just, up. Just, just 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 just
1: just nonsense it's so absolute
0: up. nonsense mm-hmm oh my
1: god but anyway yeah it's, uh, it's I, I don't applaud biden whatsoever for this no, it's it's barely anything mm-hmm. if, it, if it wasn't like if he wasn't struggling in terms of like polling and stuff he probably wouldn't have done it at all probably not no that's all You're it comes right. down to
0: mm-hmm. like bitch you said you were gonna do this like immediately yeah. <laughs> god wipe it and then see <laughs> see if i see if i bring my ass outside in november
1: <laughs> well, you would you vote if if they wipe if he wiped it entirely?
0: I would I would be more inclined yeah. to be mm-hmm. honest with you. I would be. He wants to be the next fucking FDR. That would be something.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like this is something that directly affects you, and it's something that you have prioritized as like a an issue that you want to see. Like, when they promised it back then, that's why you voted in, what, 2020? I mean, it's not the only yeah. reason, but... Basically. Yeah, it's... Yeah. I mean, everything is has been, like, uh, half-assed. I mean, everything down to, like, that... Um, what was that, like, policing bill that they trotted out early on in the administration that basically doesn't actually change anything well, systemically? Well, we need to fund them. Yeah. Oh, my God. We need to fund them. <laughs> I mean, that's just... That's insanity. But, like, yeah, like, uh-huh. all the measures that they take are... Like you said about this, like it doesn't actually get at the roots of the issue. It's, it's like, it's like a, a used bandaid, you know, it's like, yeah. it's not even a proper bandaid. It's a, it's like a used yeah. bandaid. It, it's just, it's a nothing. It's nothing.
0: It's, it's the same thing with their infrastructure mm-hmm. shit. The same thing with their, you know, clean energy shit. It's just nothing like the, like the clean energy or whatever has provisions for fracking for 10 years. Yeah. Like. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see if we're around, mm-hmm. you know. All right. <laughs> nice.
1: <laughs> but it's another thing that and, looks and, and, looks and, and good like, on surface level until you actually read the details of it.
0: Yeah, and some kind of and like like some kind of rebates for electric cars, but who can afford the electric cars in the first place to even wait around for a rebate? Yeah. So, so what the who, who's this for? Ugh. Like who the fuck is <sighs> just nothing just just a bucket of nothing mm-hmm. what was what was the what was the what was the dennis eckersley thing about the pirates what do you call the pirates because that's basically the biden administration uh
1: oh i don't know <laughs> how long ago was this a week or two oh this was i, I must have missed this thing. um let me see you talk about a no-name lineup i, I there's no team like this Love to see some of the service time. You add it all up. It's not much. <laughs> you know, just came from Kansas City, seeing all those young kids. That's, this is different, though. Doesn't it seem different? Did they have a lot of prospects they're playing over there? This... And serious prospects. Yes. The guys who are going to be in the big leagues. This is a hodgepodge of nothingness. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop depressing. <laughs>
0: So that's, so that's the that's the Biden administration. It's a it's a
1: hodgepodge of nothing. Oh god, why did you show me that? I mean, I get it. It fits perfectly, but oh, uh, and it's all very it's all completely true. It's 100% true. It's true. I just don't like it's it true. put into words. I like to just let it yeah. exist and sort of just accept it as it is. Yeah. Which is the problem in this country. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. <laughs> oh shit. Uh I know we didn't get to your NHL stuff. No, that's for over okay. Two that's yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for listening to us rant and rave about some important stuff and sometimes about Final Fantasy XIV balance mm-hmm. changes. Uh, <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Uh, uh, we mentioned it, but uh, check out the VOD from our second live stream show. Um, thankfully, nobody tuned in live because the audio balance was fucked up because I was too busy changing shit. Um, but yeah, fixed it in post. So, uh, it'll, that's over up on YouTube, uh, YouTube search for dinner Road TV and you'll find it there. Um, and check out our Irma Vep discussion because that was a good time. That's over in the podcast feed and also on YouTube. Uh, and as always, you can follow me on Twitter at Dead and road, check out the Facebook of facebook.com slash dinner TV, twitch.tv slash dinner TV. We do a live show once a month and I'll be streaming some final fantasy 14 because I am tethered to that Get game your orders with in. With all of my life force. Get your orders in. Uh, I can do pact Makers, and now I can do uh, what it's called, Renation, whatever the fuck the new combat gear is. Yeah, get your orders in if you're on a North American server. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can email us anything at all. like Your thoughts on Bo Dryden's brand new $10,000 shiny bucks uh, video at deadheadroad.co. Uh, Yeah, that's going to do it for us. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you on the next one.